Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite YouTube channel about taxes, fast CPAs and consultants. As every week, here we are with our CPA, Fulton Abraham Sanchez. Hi, Fulton, welcome back. Thank you, Monica. You're Thanks welcome. For having me. Of course. So, for the new ones, this is a video series called Tax Talk, where we are going to talk about the different tax strategies that you must follow according to your situation. And we will answer the questions you, you send us via email or you leave in, in the comments of this video or by our social media that you will find also the links in the description of this video. So today we are going to talk about IRS audit. So Fulton, let me begin with the first question. What is an IRS audit? Okay, an IRS audit is a process of review of your tax return. And this is a, the, the audit is the result of a discrepancy of information received by the, received by the IRS and the information that you have report on your tax return. Many times, what actually triggers an audit is the, let's say the continuing misreporting of transactions for a period of, um, for a period or a number of years, could be two or three years that the, that the systems of the IRS realize or discover that there is a misreporting of income or an over-reporting of expenses. And because of, the, of any of these two or, or the two, um, um, the consequences of, of this is the trigger of an audit. Uh, to the person. This could be to the individual, to the person, personally, and also to the business. That's one, that's one of the reasons why the IRS audits someone. Uh, in addition, and I explained this in, a, in another video, many times the taxpayer not even know that he is under-reporting or misreporting. Uh, the, the IR, he doesn't even know or she doesn't even know. The taxpayer don't know what they are doing, if they, especially if they don't have a qualified CPA or a tax attorney or an enrolled agent. And many times accountants or tax preparers, what they do is to try to help clients or to maximize the refund, they, they, they inflate or over-report the expenses or omit some income with the objective of, of getting the maximum refund. Same thing with the business, reducing the revenues or the sales and increasing the expenses with the only objective of getting a larger uh, amount of refund or reducing the amount that the taxpayer has to, uh, to pay to the IRS. So many times accountants, don't, uh, the taxpayers don't even know that they have, they have inflated expenses or deflated uh, income. They don't even know because they, they don't know how to read a financial statement and they are not interested in knowing that. Otherwise they will be doing by, that by themselves. So um, the, second, the second reason why the IRS uh, audits a return is because this, tax, this specific tax preparer, um, when, they, when the tax preparer prepares a tax return for one client, he doesn't do it for one single client. He, the tax preparer does it for many clients. So the IRS re, uh, detects or 
or when, when the system of the IRS checks this uh, proof check, this return, they discover that there is one single route for this reporting. So they go to the route that is the IRS prepared, I'm sorry, the tax prepared. And the tax prepared, then they are going to audit one client that they discover the discrepancies, but because this comes to the tax preparer, they are going to audit the rest of the clients of that tax preparer. So many times you get audited when you are not supposed to get audited because of the tax preparer that the IRS discovered um, a problem or a fault with another client and because that client has a consistent a consistent period of years that has not has mis, has been misreporting income or overreporting expenses and you are you do your taxes with that tax preparer now we saw that everyone in that circle is reported and audited so that will be the second second way how you are audited the third way how you are audited as well is if the irs discovers a misreporting with another client this is for example when a client dies when the client dies and there is the final return the estate return to be filed uh, the irs requests information to support whatever is on the state return the final return of the client and um, many times or a few times the, the the person or the people who is represented the deceased client is not familiar with the forms of the irs and then when there is a, a case there is a lot of assets there is a lot of taxes to pay a revenue officer is in is in charge of of reviewing the the state tax return or the, or the final return of the client deceased um, many documents are given without knowing to the revenue officer and in that documentation there is information incriminating another parties so even though the other party was not supposed to get audited, and then I've seen these cases, they, they, are, they, they, they come to us. It's not that we do that. They come to us for whenever we have, uh, they have these problems, uh, that there is a, a widow that released the information to the IRS officer, and in that information was the company information, and in that company information was the name, the name of related uh, people who receive income and that income was not reported to the irs now all those all those people named on those reports are also being audited by the irs so this will be the third reason why you are audited that because you are receive income from a party um, and and this part and you didn't report that income and this party um, is not anymore with us or for any reason it was a mistake to, to give up the information to the revenue officer to the irs and at that point everyone in that circle gets audited as well so this is how the irs the irs um realize an audit so remember the first the whenever you receive a letter from the irs it's not an audit there are letters we, we have a video I mean, three videos about all the letters of the IRS was a large video, an authority video. So you can check that. There is all the details about all possible letters there. But when you receive a letter, it's not an audit. Uh, a letter is just to let you know that the IRS found something in your report that is not supposed to be there or that the records of the IRS are not as, as the ones that you presented. That's it. Once that letter 
if there is, is there, if there is no answer to that letter, the IRS will send you another letter that is a bill saying that this is how much you owe because you didn't answer. And then you have to decide if you pay that or you send your documents to the IRS saying I owe less or I don't know or I don't know that amount, but you have to do something. That is a typical letter for the IRS. Now, when the IRS audits you, the IRS is going to send you a large file, it's a thick file, with every single amount that is reported on your tax return, what you have computed or you have reported, and what the IRS has, has the computation and why there is difference. Uh, why there is a difference there, and they are asking you to claim, I mean, they are, they are asking you to say, to accept and sign the documentation, which is never advisable not, to not ever sign anything without talking to a, to a um, qualified attor um, uh, attorney, a CPA or an enrolled agent that are a specialist, that they are specialized in, in IRS uh, debt resolution. Because that, that once you sign that document, it is, it is it's nothing else to do. You cannot go back, you cannot change it because you have approved the the, the changes. So in reality, the audit as itself is a review of the amounts that that you have reported and the IRS has calculated its own amounts and they are confronted and the difference between those two, calcula two calculation columns is going to be the amount that you pay. And all that is in very, is very detailed and the only way to counter um, that uh, all it is to present the, the the invoices to present the expenses for that for that particular review. Uh, I know, about, for example, uh, uh, one case when client came. Uh, this client had had been doing a taxes with another tax preparer, and then all the all the clients in that circle were of that tax preparer were audited, all of them. And then the, the IRS officer, the, the, in this case was a um, um, revenue officer, requested that all the expenses for the last three years, because they owe the three years, all the expenses for the last three years uh, of the tax return in the, in the company, they need the individual receipt for every single expense for every month, for every, for every day of the year that there is an expense claim. If the expense, if the bill was not presented, that expense was disallowed. And this is how you get charged more taxes. That's why it is not enough the bank statements. You have to have documentation. You have to support the debits in, the, in your bank statements for the company. You have to support them with papers, with documentation, the bills that they produced. If there are no bills, the, the, and you are audited, even if, you, even if you have bank statements, the IRS will not accept that. You have to have the receipts. You have to have the proof that the expenses that you are claiming are real and you have proof of that. That is uh, and the ultimate instance of an audit. And how you can find the audit is with papers, with real papers. And if you want to avoid getting into audit do not go to a non-licensed cpa and don't license accountant or or anyone producing taxes that the because 
there is no, let's say there is no, you don't have the protection that a, CP, a, CP, a licensed, um, licensed CPA, a licensed attorney, or a licensed uh, um, enrolled agent will give you because that license is not for them. That license is for you, for your protection, for the protection of the public, and to precisely avoid this, this question that you make up, that you, be, that you do this question to yourself, why am I in an audit? So if you want to avoid this from the beginning, there is, I want to avoid the audit. You can, if you're in an audit, you can say, I will have, I will have avoid this audit if. So if you don't want to be in that predicament, going back is uh, having, a, having a trusted advisor, a CPA, an attorney, or an enrolled agent that will not uh, reduce your income or inflate your expenses with the objective of, of uh, looking better or helping you to get a higher or in a larger refund that at the end is going to kick back because the IRS is going not only to request the refund back, but also the interest and it's going to assess penalties for not having reported your income correctly. So, so all this, all these instances comes with an audit. And something that is never is never mentioned is the emotional charge, the emotional cost of an audit. The preoccupation and and the burden, the emotional burden that a taxpayer always feels when there is the IRS um, sending letters and claiming that there is more money owed. Okay, thank you. That's really clear. Um, besides uh, the reasons you have mentioned, Fulto, uh, what are other causes that may, uh, oh, sorry, sorry, what are other reasons that may cause you to get audited by the IRS? Um, the IRS, uh, to start, remember, the, the starting point of, uh, of any audit is not someone looking at your records. That was perhaps in the 50s and maybe in the 60s, before the invention of the, of the microchip. So in this, in this, when, the invent, when the microchip was invented, the IRS started integrating their systems and they have developed this, um, this data, integrating this data from previous year, from previous decades. And whenever there is a, whenever there is a um, discrepancy between your, your tax return and the averages that the the averages numbers in your industry that the IRS has created through the years, whenever there is a mismatch between your ex, your income and expenses and the and the tables, the statistical tables and average with average amount that the the IRS has developed, when there whenever there is the discrepancy, a letter is created. That letter can become an audit. Or, or just a simple, simple uh, solution of sending uh, the documentation and releasing then the charges from the IRS. But that's the difference, is how you deal with your numbers from the beginning. That is the root. The cause of the audited is not the, the IRS. It's not that the IRS is not being fair. The cause of the audited or the causes of an audited is what you feed, the information that you, yeah, that you feed, you return with. The same thing as, as whatever we eat is going to have consequences in our body. 
and in the long term, uh, that can kill us. Same thing happens with the tax return. The information that we put in the tax return is the one that is going to create either a very pleasant year that the IRS is not going to send a letter or that the IRS is going to send one letter or multiple letters claiming that you have not paid taxes. This always happens when people are short, when, 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 when they, have, they want to cut some corners and they want, and they want to maximize the return and then they hire this prestigious tax preparer that gives you the maximum return and then they ended up with an audit. So the, the, the cost, the real cost before going through all this audio is the information that you feed your tax return with. And if this information is not checked, which is difficult because who understands tax return and tax form? Who, who is knowledgeable of that? You have to go to college or you have to work with, with someone doing the, the taxes year, day to day, year by year um, to get familiar with the form. So no one, even, even if the IRS says that when, when you sign your tax return, you are responsible, which is true, because you are, you are obligated to, re, to review your tax return, but how you're gonna read something that you have no idea of. So if you, if, if, if you are not familiar with the forms and you want to make sure that you do not go to an audit, the audit is not the moment to act, is what happened before the, the, any possibility of being audited by the IRS. And that the cost is the information that you feed or even the information that you, without your knowing is being fed into your tax return. So be very careful with the professional, with the person who is doing your tax preparation. Ask for the licensing, <coughs> excuse me. <clears throat> ask, for, ask for the licensing that they have. Ask for the uh, references that, they, that, um, that they, they must give you and test um, if there is any complaint against that professional um, and make sure that you are providing your information to someone who is reputable and who has not let you, um, let you down. So even before, before uh, being uh, sending an audit, sending a letter because you are not reporting all your income or inflating your access, your asset because, or you use a, a, a non-very a non ethical, a CPA or a non-very ethical uh, tax preparer, CPS will not risk doing that, by the way, a non-very ethical uh, tax preparer or a um, simple, ta uh, simple tax preparer that, that is, who is just doing the tax return before doing that, or even before, before uh, being in the possibility of that someone, that your name comes in the middle of an investigation or in the middle of a, analyzing all the tax return I was saying before, even before those three possibilities that either you are underreporting your taxes, I mean, your income, that um, and you are audited because uh, a tax preparer, uh, the IRS is auditing a tax preparer or because your name came in a, when the IRS is looking at, into the state return or the final return of someone who is deceased. Um, even in those three possibilities, before even that, the real cause is the information that you are that you are uh, reporting in your tax return. That is the real cause of an audit. 
So if you want your numbers being reflected the same as in the tax return, the same as you have it in reality, then get a licensed CPA, a licensed attorney, a licensed road agent, or the people who having a license, they are responsible for to someone and for your protection. So what many people say, what is the cost of getting an audit? The the audit, the first cost is the kind of information that you report in, the, in that. Later on, they, all these are, are just eventualities because if there is an accountant that is doing tax returns, uh, for example, for someone else, and that someone else gets audited, and then everyone, every single client of that accountant is audited, if you have all the numbers, if you have all the proof, you don't have to worry because you have all the forms, you submit the forms and you're clean. Obviously you will need a, an accountant, a tax attorney and a role agent to represent you. It was not available that you represent yourself. But remember, whenever you are doing your numbers, make sure that the numbers are the same as the one that you, you have in your records. That's the first, the, the first cause of avoiding an audit. Okay, understood. Thank you. Um, what happen? If, what happens if IRS audits you? If some of these reasons appear, if the IRS audits you, the, they are going to give you a plan of action. When there is an audit, the first step is giving you the justification for the audit. They are. It, it's usually a document, depending on the. Of the, of the returns, if there are uh, two returns, for example, company and individual, and also depending on the years. If this is, a, if there are multiple years, just to give you an idea, you are only, be, you, there is what is called the statute of limitation, meaning that three years back, you can only be audited three years back, uh, except for, a misrepresentation of income, omission of income. If you are hiding income and it's not being reported in your return for many years, there is no statute of limitation. Every single year is open to an audit. If there is no uh, misreporting of income, reduction of your income in, re in the reporting to the tax return, then you, the IRS can only audit, audit you three years back. Three years back and not including the year that you are filing. It's always three years back. So three years back, if in those three years you have uh, provided, the, you have provided uh, the, the information to the IRS and, the, and the, the numbers of the IRS are different, the IRS is going to send you a letter. It's going to send you a letter for each year that you are, that the records are different. Uh, thinking in that you didn't have any income to hide in the previous year, you will have three separate letters and these three separate letters they will give probably they will be probably be, between five and ten pages they will tell you line by line what you reported in the personal return and also in the company return that will be one column the second column will be the numbers that the irs is is uh, according to the record their records is the, the irs is recognizing and at the end, there is a column saying your numbers and tax owe, our numbers and tax owe, and that's the amount that you owe. Okay. That will be um, per year. 
So you have one letter for individuals, one letter for the company. Sometimes is depending if you have, uh, for example, an LLC or an S corporation, it will be one letter for the business and the individual because remember that the business is passed through in the S corporation and the LLC is a pass through entity. So you're going to have in the case of LLC as an S corporation, you're going to have one letter per year and they will both include the personal and the and, and the individual return. So in that case, it will be between 10, 10 and 15 pages. Um, I'm saying no, five pages, five pages when it's individual, 10 pages when it is uh, individual and company. So it will be between up to five, uh, up to 10 pages. That's a maximum. And, and, and they, that will be for a year. Once you get you get that the IRS is serious, meaning that the IRS is serious and they want their and they want that money, the money that is there. So at that point, you have two options: agree with them, sign the document, write a check, and or 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 set up a payment plan and give the money and, and satisfy the IRS. But remember, whenever that happens, they are going to include penalties and interest. So it's not. It will not be only the amount that that you that you that you owe. It will also be penalties and interest. And if you received any refund, you will also have to put back the money of the refund. I've seen cases, for example, that that the IRS has disallowed uh, refunds for ten thousand dollars, and the returns, the the returns were complete a complete a complete mess, meaning that the 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 other accountant had reported uh, unbelievable expenses and they have they have classified with all possible combinations yeah to, uh, to the point of um, classifying uh, as uh, home workers meaning that they are they are uh, people who work in homes but not many houses like like attendants like like people who work doing the cleaning and and attending to people in the house at that point with the objective of reducing to the minimum the expense the the taxes uh, and that was not the case so at that point the 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 the, the taxpayer owed ten thousand they have a refund of ten thousand dollars but it was not it was not true because although all that process was with incorrect information so the irs has determined that they were they were incorrectly claiming those expenses, that refund. But that was not the end of the start. Remember that whenever there is case in one year, it is probably there is the same case in the previous year and in the year before. So the IRS was also reviewing the year before. And in the year before, taxpayers were claiming, they claim and receive a refund of 7,000 something dollars. So now they were facing not only paying taxes, but in addition to the payment of taxes, they have to return the refund. So this is what happened when you have an audit. When there is an audit and you receive a refund, you have to give back the refund. And that refund, it will carry interest and penalties. And in addition to that, because of the misreporting of income of overreporting of expenses, now you have to pay taxes. So in, on top of the refund that you have to give back, there is a portion of tax that you have to pay. And because you didn't pay taxes on time, now you have to pay interest and penalties for those taxes. So it's like you have a chunk of money 
well, the, the money of the refund to give back and also an, a portion of taxes that you have to pay. And these two amounts, they both carry interest and expenses. So that's how the, that's, um, that's how the IRS, um, let's say, give you the information, provide you the information, present you the information, and is going to tell you step by step what is going to happen. If you do nothing with the first letter, the next letter is going to be the same, meaning that in the, at that moment, uh, there is a person who is going to call you. Now the revenue offer is going to call you and ask you why you have not responded to the, to the letters of the IRS and that you owe this amount of money and how you are going to pay. If you do nothing or move to a different direction, I mean address, or you change your phone number, the IRS, the IRS knows about your accounts, bank accounts, uh, uh, retirement accounts, and if you own property in the US, like, like real estate property, they know all that. They are going to assess a lien. They are going to send you a letter that now is going to go to the last known uh, residential address. And if you do not respond to that, the IRS is going to place a lien and send you another letter saying this is the this is the final notice. We're notice we are going to assess a lien and garnish your your you if you are making money and you are earning money through a W-2 through a salary, they're gonna garnish your salary uh, from the company, and also they are going to kidnap your your bank account. And that's the end of the story. Once that is in place, uh, you have to file for the release. You have to present all the proof of discharge. You have to negotiate with the IRS. At that point, negotiation is very awful because you have no power. You are, you, there are so many times you have the chance to respond and you didn't respond. So at that point, negotiations are very, are very ugly. And, um, you will have to satisfy the, the, the debt with the IRS to, re, to the release of the liens over your property. And uh, the IRS will probably keep the money from, from your bank account. And until the IRS, uh, the, uh, IRS debt is not satisfied, you will, give, you, will be, uh, you will keep being deducted from your salary 10% to pay the IRS debt. So all these are the 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 consequences or what happened with the IRS audits you there is a section for examination this is let's say the procedure and then there is another section for execution so the section for the procedure the section for examination is where you can you can uh, claim uh, that you have your expenses correctly and present the proofs when you have the proof when you present the proof uh, the IRS will satisfy and will release you from, from any responsibility and will send you a letter saying you owe nothing, zero. The letter will come, you owe zero. That will come the letter, zero. We accept your, 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 your um, document, the letter, and you owe zero. It will say, yeah, it will say that um, taxes, zero, penalty, zero, amount, owe zero. They will send you a letter like that, and you better keep that. Um, in a, in, a, in a safe place, but that's the that's the that's the that's the procedure section of the of the of the audit. If you do nothing through that procedure, then there is a second section that is the execution where 
you will probably need a good attorney because you you to take all those attorney a good cpa a good enroll agent because to to get rid of all those garnishment kidnapping of your assets and uh, liens on your property you you will need to present proof of discharge but remember you will be negotiating in a week in a in a and saying a weakening position because they already have uh, they got you they has got you with your bank accounts with your salary and with your property so always always do something in the procedure section of the audit because that is when you you can negotiate when you are in the execution section and the execution uh, part of the audit where IRS is trying to collect their money uh, the taxes do is difficult at that point you will need for sure representation okay thank you that's extremely clear thank you for this detailed information okay Fulton thank you very much again and um, well those were the main questions for this part don't worry we're going to make a second part so where we are going to talk about a little bit more about IRS uh, audit um, well, that's it. Please, before leaving, uh, double check if you have already subscribed to our YouTube uh, channel, because you will you have a tax uh, talk uh, video play sorry playlist. So there you can find all the topics we have already discussed. And also, we invite you to watch the webinars about offering compromise, learn from the IRS, and installment agreement. We know you will find the, the information very interesting as well. And you have the links in the description of this video. Thank you for joining us. And of course, thanks to our CPA, Fulton, for sharing his knowledge and see you in the next video. Thank Bye -bye. you. Thank you. Bye.